You, you, you are now listening to the Project Kuwait. To the Project Kuwait. To the Project Kuwait. Where we stop at nothing to bring you the right facts on health, fitness, and psychology. Featuring some of the world's most experienced professionals. So you can learn, lift, and live with your hosts, Meg, Dr. D, and Mehdi. Dr. D said, I am mad because no one listens to their bodies themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. And how people, you know, have certain reactions, they have certain disorders during, especially during winter. We talked about seasonal affective disorder, where people really need to understand their symptoms. And is it winter related? Is it all year related? And what do you do about it? Definitely. And at minute 50, you will be able to hear what I said about the controllable things. That is all I'll say right now. Listen to the episode and leave us a rating and review and you might win a t-shirt and Dr. D will not get sad or mad at you. That's right. <laughs> Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. All this and more in today's what episode. What are we talking about? It's recording. <laughs> sad. You really, but I, you know why I'm, I'm really interested in this topic is because I feel maybe I have a little sad, but I have noticed that a lot of times people experience this sense of depression and they don't understand that it's just seasonal. And, you know, if you're aware of it now, now there are people that say, I love winter. It's my best time, especially here in Kuwait. Like this is like the greatest, but there are people that say like in the winter, I feel like I have the winter blues or I don't feel like I'm myself and I'm always cold and I can't think and and, and you know, um, they want to sleep all the time and they don't want to go out or do anything. And and so I feel like it's important to bring awareness that if you are, you got to watch yourself and see, is it, are you really depressed? And these depressive feelings, do they come throughout the year or are you only experiencing them from like October to March? Because they're seasonal, right? Yeah. And then the idea is, is that, you know, do you notice, like some people, maybe they don't notice that during this, like for me, for example, I do notice that I'm like, I'm lazy, not lazy. I am away from lazy, but I feel like I force myself to do things in the winter. Even though I enjoy winter, I feel like, especially in Kuwait, I like, but I hate winter in the U.S. Like I can't handle snow and like below zero kind of degrees. I feel like that really depresses me because I get cold all the time and I get cold quickly. But so I feel like even here, like for example, I don't feel like I'm I'll do it because I have to, you know, if there's any like uh, uh, gathering I have to go to, I'll, I'll do it. Like I don't fall into these kind of uh, feelings or like inner voice that says, don't do it. Don't do it. Very different from other people that are experiencing depression. But I do feel like my mood is different. Like I can't wait till I get home. I'm not excited about anything. I just feel like it's routine. And, and, but, you know, and then I also realized that, the, well, this year I told you that I've decided to take the kids to school. And it's very interesting because I really am enjoying it. Not because I'm taking them, obviously, <laughs> but I have noticed how my mood is different when I'm in the car and there's daylight, like that early oh, in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huge different, huge different. Do you know how much it affects your sleep too? Because of your circadian rhythm goes with that. I mean, think of it logically, you know, your our ancestors used to wake up with the sun and go to bed with That's the sun. Right. And over the last four weeks, my sleeping has been absolute shit. Like it's been horrible, mainly because I've been stuck behind my desk all day. So I haven't been getting outside as much over the last four days. All right. Just four days of doing this. 
going out three times a day or four times a day and walking around the building for five minutes and back into my office, my sleep, I went from waking up four times a night to waking up only once. Really? Huh? And that's, that's, I wake up once to pee because I drink a ton of water before I go to sleep. So is that a good thing? Well, I drink a lot of water in general, you know, especially at night because that's when I find the time to actually drink water. Uh, if that makes any sense. That's true. I, oh, in the winter, see, that's another thing that kind a of lot like, of pe- yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't, I don't drink a lot of water. Yeah. I'm drinking coffee and ginger, green tea, anything hot. And then when I get home yeah, at but night, ginger, I realize green tea is not bad. Like if you really think of people I drink always green say tea coffee, and ginger. they always say coffee and, you know, green tea, the caffeine dehydrates you. That's bullshit. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it does to an extent. Coffee's a diuretic. Generally, caffeine's a diuretic, but yeah. you're still getting not diuretic enough for me. But, but you're still getting you're still getting water. What's coffee made out of? Yeah, it's made out of water. But it so makes you still, thirsty, though. Does it really? I'm me, good. I'm usually good with coffees. Like I can sip on a coffee all day. I usually sip on a cold brew all morning. What about ginger? Is that replacing water? Because I feel like when we're talking what, about ginger, sad, ginger and water, like hot, like hot water with ginger. I like cook the ginger. Get, yeah, but you, I mean, there's no it's caffeine. Water. It's water. You know, it's, it's like nice. Water. But I feel like I don't really drink enough water. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really puts off your circadian rhythm. But that morning, so whenever I'm taking them and I sit in the car and it's like, you know how like in the winter, it's still not daylight at 6, yeah, 30. Yeah. But then as soon as like the daylight and you're driving, there's a feeling that I have that I feel like even though I have to sit in this damn traffic and sometimes like, I mean, the, the school is only 20 minutes from our house. It takes me an hour to get back. So I'm in the car from 6.30 to 7.45. That's brutal. It is. And today until eight. So an hour and a half I was in the car, right? But still, I was not not upset about it. Oh my shit. I drive like you guys in Haya too. You guys are in the car just as much as me, but you're yeah. in like standstill traffic. And hey, is going to that school to yeah, Hawaii. Dude, I would it. shoot myself if I was in standstill traffic. Sorry, everybody. No, 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 no pun intended. <laughs> but if I was in standstill traffic, that could be sad. I know. Like, I was, that's horrible. That oh is my like God. The worst. But then, see, that's what you would think, right? And yeah. I would think, I mean, obviously, I'm thinking, what, what else can I do with this time? But it doesn't bother me when it's that. Now, in the afternoon, if I have to Do you to listen sit, to the podcast? You don't listen to the podcast, do you? I try to listen to the podcast. Do you podcast. ever listen to the podcast? Yeah, why? Well, you never listen to our episodes. Sometimes. You never listen to our... I, I caught you in a lie. Why? What happened? You never... Do you ever listen to our episodes? Yeah, some of them. Did you listen to the last episode? No, the last one I didn't. I just told you. What I can't remember what it was. the one before that? The one before that I did when we had... Uh, I was going to say her name. I, I didn't know what... No, you, I didn't even air that episode yet. Yeah, you have. What with uh, what's her name? Yeah, the shit, the book writer lady. No, the, no, Kristen, the girl. Which girl? Oh, the girl, the girl. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You listened to that episode? Of course, I had to because you know I see the. Did you listen to the ten myths? I listened to the ten myths. Okay, it's because you you liked that episode because I like you that enjoyed episode. it because <laughs> I I learned a lot of things. But, how did you like tangentially go into that direction? We were talking about something. I don't know, ADD. We were talking about sad and being productive well, in the we car. we were talking being, being productive. productive in the car. And I said, no, do you listen be, to the podcast? I mean, when you come car, back so in productive. the afternoon, you probably don't have the same feelings. Me? The sun is different. Actually, no. In the afternoon, my feelings, it depends on the music that I listen to. Well, no, because you're tired, you're exhausted, and you want to come back. Oh, no. And the afternoon sun is not the same. For me, no. For me, on the way back is better than going to work. Going to work, it's you know usually dark when I leave the house. 
because I leave at like 545. And it's a pain in the ass with traffic in the morning at the border because usually that's backed up. So you have to go through the border to get to your job? Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's all Every good. day? It's all good. It's fine. Like, I know most of the guys over there anyway, so it's it's quick. But And you just have to show them your civil ID? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And only Kuwaitis can go through? No, Kuwaiti, Saudi Arabia. You know, it's Saudi I know, but can, can be other like America. Can I come with you and get through? If you have a visa for Saudi. Oh, yeah. We yeah, don't. you need visas. They can't give it to me upon arrival? No, they don't do that there. I'm such an American. We think we get I know, everything upon arrival. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> America's like, yeah, we could go to any airport in the world. No, yeah, you can't. Yeah, right? arrival. You can't do it in Saudi Arabia. But on my way back from work, I usually have the window down. I'm blasting tunes because I'm happy to be out of work and go home to see my kid and wife. <laughs> I saved myself. And wife. But in the car, to be productive, especially in the mornings... I listen to my audiobooks. You listen but to- in the morning, no. I like the news. You like the news? I listen to music and I like, you know, the radio shows. Really? Yes. You or like sometimes I call my best friend. The Kuwaiti friend. radio shows suck. No, some of them are they good. They are horrible. They are god awful. No. They are god awful. I disagree awful. with you. God awful. Compared They're to the funny. ones in the state. Well, I mean, we're not comparing. No, you got to compare. The ones in the States are awesome. But then we have VOA here. Uh, The VOA is okay. I listen to them. If you get the good shows. Well, I mean, I don't know what the good shows, but I just listen in the morning. But then sometimes they repeat the same music, so I get bored. But that's the only American one that I really, or English ones that are good because they really put top 10 or five, whatever. And then there are one or two, you know, Kuwaiti stations I like. What? They make me laugh. They're horrible. They're not. They're is horrible. That, is that Dalal? What's his I name? don't know, but 99.7 is horrible. Like, I can't now, listen is it to that shit. Oh, I loved it. They are too censored. It is too well, censored. Well, all of it. All of it. I mean, look at me. Great TV fun? too. Everything is censored. But where's the fun in it? Well, what can we do? This is the don't, country we live in. Where do you have more fun? On KTV2 or on the podcast? You Well, said, even here, I censor myself. Do you really? <laughs> All right, we aired, me. we aired an entire I mean, I do Kuwait TV show all day long, yeah. every day. So I've just learned to be censored. <laughs> I can't see it. That, that's why I started the project, though. I wanted to start something like the Well, project. I mean, you know, somebody else told me the same thing. It's like, you know, I started, remember like one guy I told you a long time ago, and he's the first one who did a podcast interview with me. And he said the same thing. He was on the radio. I can't remember his name, but we don't need to mention names. I remember I told you, I, I even showed you his yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what said, you're talking about. And we, yeah. need, we need to invite him. But anyways, he had said the same thing. He was on the radio because when I was on the radio. And he's like, oh, I was on the same radio. But then he's like, you know, I got tired of like, if you by mistake, you say some brand. Like I got in trouble all the time because I never understood. I'm American. So I was like, yeah, I'm having this type of coffee. And here I get this look. Yeah. Why did you mention this? And then I get reprimanded. And you know me. Oh like, my you God. Know. And then if you, because they like a form of advertisement, which is, I don't know. Or if I say I'm going to do this or whatever. And he said the same thing, that he was starting to feel like he can't really talk honestly. And I am, an, that's why I'm not on radio anymore. Because I'm such an honest person. I just feel like I need to talk about honest issues. And some issues, they wouldn't accept me saying certain things. So, yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, I well, I've been invited on radio countless mm. times. Your voice is a radio voice, and I've said no. I've said hell no, and they're like, if "Why?" It's, this? If it's ministry, I I'm guess. like, dude, I'm not going to go on a radio station where I have to censor myself and not be myself. Screw that. I want to be who I am. 
That's why, you know, I have a good radio. But I, I think podcast. I was told the private ones, you don't have to. It's only the ministry ones. Even the private ones, they really? don't swear. But why do you need to swear anyway? I, mean, I don't know why you like... Sometimes it's a part of conversation. You don't even swear here. I don't all the time, but sometimes it's a part of say part of I've the never heard you swear. Could you say... Could you I say, mean, we talked about that. We had an entire part last time. Yeah, we had an entire that was episode where we said penis, I know, male but, genitalia. I know, but we weren't just saying penis. We were talking about individuals who are uh, narcissistic. narcissist or man hiding. Is that a word? Mano, mano, something. I don't know. Manhoodness. I was like, you know, but we were saying it more about like educating people. We're not like saying, you know, like we weren't just talking about penises. Because Could you we talk, talk about, about penis, penis on KTV too? Or of course KTV. not. Could no, you... because that's a ministry one. All right. Could you even talk about genitalia? Of course on... not. But I could talk about, for example, protecting our kids from or teaching them about um, how to protect themselves so no one touches them inappropriately. Yeah. That you but could I talk can't about. say touching where inappropriately. I could talk about these things. But would they actually let you do that? I don't think they would. They're touching inappropriately? Yeah, I don't think they would. One time we talked about uh, abuse and we talked a little bit about sexual abuse, domestic violence. I mean, they're trying to be a little bit more open-minded about it. Obviously, we, there are certain words we can't use, but, you know, I've talked about drugs and alcohol, addiction. So it's not true. You want to be on the radio? Just go and be on the radio. No, I will never be on the radio unless they let me say, unless they're like, all right, you can say whatever you want. If they say, no, you have this as a restriction, this as a restriction. But the private ones, like, will, uh, they will not be as crucified as the government ones. Uh, I think they but would. But then you'll have to speak in Arabic. Can you speak in yeah, Arabic the whole time? Arabic. Yeah, I did. I do interviews in Arabic. I did like all the interviews last weekend in Arabic. I was horrible. I just make, <laughs> I, I make a joke of all the bad Well, at least you're Kuwaiti and you're horrible. I mean, like I get asked all the time, can you come on to like tomorrow? I'm going on TV. But you do in it so Arabic. well. You do it so well on your Instagram these days. I'm I like, do it so well. Is this? I'm like, really? I have been this? training myself. It's a mixture of Kuwaiti, Alagi, <laughs> Lebanese. And, Lebanese. <laughs> and I'm like, like even. And then my- I ask the director, how do you say this in Arabic? And then he tells me. And some words are like very difficult for me to say. It's because of that, whatever. But, you know, tomorrow's topic is in. And I figured they know who I am and they've heard me. They wouldn't have invited me. And then today I get a phone call from another agency and they're like, we would really would like to collaborate. Ever since I started talking more in Arabic, I get these like people calling. And then this woman is like, she's like, do you know what? I'm really impressed with your Arabic. And I'm like, really? She's like, really, you are doing such a good job. You have a very nice accent. And I'm thinking, Okay, thank you. And you know, this is goes back to like, yeah. are you really being honest and just trying to make me feel better so I can yeah. collaborate? But I, whatever, Yanni, I feel like I'm trying my best. And no, I'm you're doing only, a, you're doing a good job. In all honesty, I mean, I've like improved living, tremendously yes, since I've yes. been here. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my god, yeah, dude, yeah, hundred percent. The other day, I was thinking about like when I started when I came here and started doing uh, psychotherapy, right? And I was with another agency, and I felt like I was thinking about these. Guys that I've seen, like these clients at the beginning, I feel so bad for them. I wish like, you know, they would come back because I did speak in Arabic, but I was like so horrible at it. But at least you tried. Yeah. At least you tried. I think that's the important thing. So, all right, let's go back to being productive in the car and how you don't listen to the podcast, which is okay. (laughs) (laughs) I never said I don't listen. It's all right. I don't listen to the podcast But I don't listen to all of it. I only listen, honestly. I listen to- You have to listen to me. 
I listen to the episodes before we air them. Just to make sure we don't have any sound issues or anything. Oh, see, that's good. Someone's so going to do that job. Someone's <laughs> going to do me. that job. I know. Like, I look at him. I have so like, many things I got to listen to. Look at this. Everyone's like, you, Meg, Haya, all you guys. Well, Meg's been better. She's been listening to the show more. Oh, she is? Okay, yeah. what does she think? She thinks it's okay? Yeah, she thinks it's all right. I mean, she listens. Haya's not listening we, anymore? Me and Meg switch off sometimes. She'll listen for sound errors, too. And uh, so do I. Because it's common. It happens sometimes. Right. Like repeat or whatever. But Emmanuel is awesome with that. So he, <laughs> we never really have to worry. Haya doesn't listen to the show. She only listens. She listens when she's in the car. Lately, she hasn't. Broke her arm. So, but... <laughs> Yeah, but no. that's good. That's when I listen, when I'm in the car. But I mean, if I'm going to set a damn, I have a... But then I also, there are some books that it's the only time I can catch up on reading books, the audio see, books. I don't... When someone says, oh, I read a book in the car, I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't read it. I listened, you listened to, to it. To it. That, but it's so easy and so nice. But it's not the same. I don't it is retain, the same. I don't retain the information the same way. I retain. I retain better information either watching it on like TV or reading the actual book. I mean, the first time I just listened to it, and then there are certain parts I do repeat, because if, especially if they're complicated a little bit, especially if they're talking about biochemicals or whatever, like I told you about this biohacking and this new concept. And so I was telling you that we should really, I would love to really understand more about it. And I think I would like to learn about biohacking more. I mean, the concept is that's very easy, but it, I think some of my clients would really benefit from this biohacking, understanding your neurotransmitters, understanding your body as a whole, instead of make. And then he taught, you know, the functioning psychologist or doctors where they can, I think the main idea is, is that seeing things as a whole. Yeah. So I think it's important. We need to push that concept. I mean, all along, I thought, of course, I believe as a whole, but I think when you go to psychiatrists, they see it from the medical perspective. You go to psychotherapists, they see it from their psychotherapy perspectives and no one like puts it together. So, I mean, these things, like if you really want, you know, if I, I need to like read this stuff so I can help my clients and how to improve yeah. some of theirs. And then, you know, try. And then after that, listening to bot podcast, honey, when am I going to listen to my music and and my talk show? And I don't even see my my shows. Do you know I haven't seen any of them except yeah. the first three? I haven't seen any of the new shows either. Well, all my shows finished except for The Walking Dead. I still haven't finished the, this season. Do you, do you watch The Walking Dead? No. I, love I don't it. have They're time to do anything. They're 10 seasons in. They're 10 seasons in right now. I don't have time, man. Do you know I, I have a TV? I don't even know if it works. <laughs> the last time I turned it on was like last Ramadan. Oh my God. Seriously. Well, I'm sure your kids, well, Ramadan's coming up. I don't you'll, watch. You'll have more but time But I'll have more Ramadan. time. Yeah, you'll definitely have, everyone has more time during Ramadan. I know because the days are, are like, you know, so we go home about three or four. Yeah. I love then, working in Ramadan. I love working in Ramadan because you're off earlier. Yep. Except at, at the university, no, we're not off earlier. We still have to maintain our, our classes. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys do have that. So, you, you know, do. but the clinic will be shorter and then you just go home. So what about Ramadan? I mean, if we talk about sad and seasonal depression, now Ramadan, everyone's sleep and everyone's like, everything is all over the place. Right. But that, that would not that would not be seasonal. It could be seasonal it actually could be. for Ramadan. I mean, come on, like think of it. Hmm. People are sleeping but a no, lot but more. Seasonal they're not, is, they're not no. really out in the daytime. But, I know that's true, but seasonal is more about how we have less sun exposure and more serotonin, more 
uh, melatonin. Yeah, but in Ramadan, you have less sun exposure. Because majority they're sleeping of, during the yeah, day. Yeah, majority of people are sleeping during the day or they're like inside all day because they don't want to go outside. Yeah. So they don't get thirsty or hungry or right. whatever. So, I mean, you could have that Maybe you're kick right. into play. I didn't play. think about that. I, plus, you got the hunger issue. You know, like people are hungry. People are thirsty. I have found in Ramadan, people are way more aggressive, way more aggressive. In, in Ramadan, yes. Oh, yeah. Because of the heat, though, also. But, but in and general, it's, Well, you know, whenever you're hungry, don't you feel like you're Yeah, you're hangry. You get hangry. Yeah, you get hangry. You're short-fused and you can't tolerate anything. You have no patience. So, of course. And so, I think more... I mean, I mean, I didn't think about it that way, but I know that that's why we call it winter blues, just because you see the sun less and you see the daylight longer. Yeah. And so you're not exposed. And that's why one of the treatment of seasonal affective disorder, actually sad, is a light. There's a particular light that you can buy that has certain voltage and you can actually order it from Amazon. Infrared. And infrared. Is infrared lights. Yeah, yeah, infrared And then lights. where you put it, and you should at least expose yourself for several hours a day where you're under it directly. And Juve, Juve makes a really good one. Juve did. Com- and somebody company, told me company that. Company calls, yeah. called Juve. They make a really good infrared light. And so I know a lot of people in the winter, they need more sun. So they'll sit under this. And this is one part of the, the treatment for it. And the second part is obviously you might need medication because you need to be advanced or rebalance your uh, neurotransmitters, for example or serotonin. But a lot of times people like they say that the the light helps and also having someone to talk about it. And you know, nowadays in like especially in the US, they've got that like you can do all your therapy on the phone. So in the wintertime, that also might not be an advantage because then you're staying at home and you're talking to your therapist on the phone. So you don't have to walk. But in some areas in the US it's so cold that you, it's very difficult for you to get out of the house anyways. Which causes you to be more depressed because if you're active, like I'm a very active person and thank God I work all these jobs where it requires me. Can you imagine if I just had an eight to five kind of job, I would get home at five and I even know people that have the winter blues, they don't work out. Like for me, I feel like after I go take them, I come back and I work out. But if I wait a couple of more hours then I'd probably be lazy and I wouldn't want to work out. So I keep the routine because I tell myself, I know about depression and I know if I fall into this idea of, you know, I don't feel like it. I don't have energy, you know, things like yeah. that. Then I, I will feed into it and I won't get anything done. So I try to tell myself that because depression can become a learned habit. And I try to, but can you imagine how many people out there, A, they're experiencing these feelings, their melatonin is is increased, there's no balance in their neurotransmitters, they're feeling like they don't like, they're not getting enough sun, they're not interested in anything, and they don't know that this is depression because they're only experiencing it three or four months a year. And that's why, you know, if you're feeling, and you you have to be aware if these are the symptoms that's only happening, like it's supposed to go up to March now. And then usually after March, people like start to get happier again and their mood is better and you know because then they, you know, I mean even now don't you know you realize that like now when I take the kids at 6.30 we do have daylight yeah yeah well before it was still dark but of course you know we didn't have it too much can you imagine like in Chicago or oh yeah it's horrible like in, in Chicago Boston that area it's Especially like, like it's they dark by the, 4 o'clock yeah of, of course or, or the UK oh yeah I remember like two years ago I went to 
to a, a wedding in the UK. It was four o'clock and it was dark. I always feel like it's 10 o'clock. And then when you look at your watch, it's like, what? It's only four or five o'clock in the afternoon. But you're already ready to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So you sleep more, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say you, you definitely sleep more. But I mean, again, if you lead a balanced life and you try and make sure you do get outside and get sunlight and get the movement in and just get your exercise in, drink plenty of water, you know, things should be a little bit easier know, versus... But you're making it sound like, you know, so easy. But when but it, inside it, it's, of it's, you... No, it's hard because but it's, it actually requires you, you feel, work. And does. people are lazy as shit. They're not lazy. Yes, they're they just are. depressed. Yes, they are. Dr. D, I knew something was off with me. I was waking up four or five times a night. What did I do? I did something about it. I got my ass off my chair. No matter how busy I was, I went for a five-minute walk outside. I got sunlight. I got movement. And I felt great. And I've been sleeping a hell of a lot better. That, Kudos to that, me for not being a lazy bastard sitting on my ass saying, oh, I don't know why this is happening. I got up and I did something about it. I was proactive. If you're proactive, you got nothing to worry about. That's very true. Thank but you. it's not that easy. If so. That was my rant for this That's episode. not like snap, you know, snap out of it. Like I hate when people like constantly make it look like depressed people should snap out of it. Snap I'm out of what? I'm not saying snap out of it, but I'm saying you have to be proactive in certain and measures in your life. Yes. If you're not proactive and you sit there playing the blame card, like, let me blame, you know, everything for this. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. You know, we just talked about the wussification of people and this is part of it. You have to be proactive. Like for instance, I know 100% my movement has been down dramatically over the last three, four weeks, right? So now I'm starting to track my steps again. I'm starting to ensure that I get adequate movement. I'm starting to make sure that I get outside again because I want all this stuff to level out and get better. And I've been doing it. And I've been very consistent with it for four days. And my main know, goal but what do you is think? to be consistent for... And what do you think makes a difference? Why are people some people like you and me and other people, like, even when they put it into their head, they can't do it? The cloth I mean, we you know, there from. are people out there genuinely believing that they are going to snap out of it. Or when they go to work, they will take a walk. Or when they go to work, they'll eat a little more healthy. And they don't. What do you think it is? It's, it's doing the hard thing. Some people don't want to do the hard stuff. Or I mean, some people believe that they are unable to do the hard stuff or they don't have the motivation. So is it really motivation? Is it personality? I think it has to do with motivation, with personality, upbringing. There are a lot of factors that go into it. There are a ton of factors. You've seen it. You've seen it with people like me. I, and I say it all the time. I am an anomaly. I should have been somewhere else in life, not where I am right now, but I realized at a certain point that I had to do certain things a certain way to be successful and be productive, right? That's me. Everyone else would have played different cards and gone a different route, right? So when I see there's an issue going on, especially with my sleep and whatever and whatever, I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Well, my nutrition's off. My movement's off right now. I can chalk it up to saying, all right, well, at work, I've been a lot more busier. I've been behind the desk more. You know, and that was the big problem. Yeah, but let's say someone like not only it's I don't know if it has a lot to do with motivation as much as like, let's say your nutrition is down or let's say your lab result, or like your vitamin D is down and B12 and, you know, all these like supplements are down. Well, when you get, I've gotten to a so, point. I mean, I don't know if it's really well be 
is it really has something to do with my personality? But if my body is not is suffering from deficiencies, would I be able to... Our bodies usually tell us what we need. Really? Like, well, when does my body... When a kid eats mud, that means they're like deficient in iron or something. It's something like that. So our bodies technically is do it iron us. or potassium? I think it's one or the other. But I know I read that somewhere because, like, I was like, all right, if DJ's eating mud, I need to adjust his diet. I ate mud as a child. So then you were definitely deficient in something. I know I'm you still, were 100% def- I'm still anemic. So then, yeah, you might be you might be deficient in, but iron. it might be potassium. But, yeah, you're right. And another thing is, we had Mary Sheila Ganella. We should bring her on to the the psyched with Doctor D too. She was pretty cool, and we could talk about this with her. Because she deals with, you know, supplements and whatever else. Now, when I take supplements, there are certain times where I'll take something like ashwagandha or I'll take uh, vitamin D. And, you know, I'll try to be really good about my vitamin D or my omega-3s. And then all of a sudden, boom, I just stop taking them. It's just like I'll be very religious about them. Do you spill coffee on yourself? <laughs> Glad we got that on film. I'm so going to play a highlight reel. Oh, God. But... Like, I'll take my vitamin D, I'll take my omega-3s very religiously for like three weeks, and I'll be like on point and everything. Then all of a sudden, I'm just done. Like, I just don't take it. To me, and we talked about this with her, and she's an expert on this shit, that it's just my body saying, okay, I've had enough, I'm good. You know, it's my body's way of capping it off. It just, I become absent-minded about it. So, I mean, I think that applies to a lot of things. It's like, there are certain times where, where you crave a certain food. Yeah, I've been you, craving chocolate. Chocolate or sweets? Sweets. Can I just come and hijack your kitchen? Yeah, but looking are you, for sweets. Are you getting enough sugar? We still need sugar in our lives. I don't know. I feel like I eat a lot of sugar. No, but there are times where I'll be walking around during the day. I'm like, shit. I know my I'm low on sugar. I'll go and eat like a, like three or four dates. Oh yeah, but not the the dates doused with like whatever and whatever. Yeah. No, no. Like I have legit raw dates that are just like they're dates. Well, I was looking here for some. Sugar and you didn't give me any dates. I gave you what I gave you. Don't you don't have any dates. Candy. Yet? I told, no, we don't have any dates. Uh, but dates is a good idea. See, I don't have dates. Are dates. Really, I used to take dates with dates. me all the time. The dry, the dry dates. dates, not the dates with all the, right. the molasses yeah. on it. You get the dry dates. They're still just as good. I love those things. Saudi Arabia have really nice oh, ones. Oh yeah, I get the best dates. Yeah, I get the best dates in camel milk. Oh yes. Have you ever tried camel milk? I've never tried, but oh people, my God. you know, for kids that have ADHD, we recommend it to them. Yeah, there's kids with ADHD and uh, autism. I That's believe. right. There were studies that showed that it had like a positive effect, and it's because of the bacteria that affects your gut's microbiome or something. I don't know. There's a whole bunch. And of see, there's bacteria right there. Where you're saying bacteria, I mean, if it's if it's affecting your gut, it's going to affect your brain and it's therefore true. it's going to affect your mental well-being. See, these are the things that I'm talking about. Like we have to be aware. Like, you know what? I think what I'm going to start doing is journaling what I'm eating because there are times my mood is amazing. And there are other times where I feel like it's not as amazing. I mean, still, I'm still hyper no matter let, what. Let me, let me overcomplicate it even more because I did this for I a need time. to write it. Write it? Plus, I did this for like two months and it was the biggest pain in the ass. I got a chest strap. It was a heart rate monitor. So what I would do is I'd eat something. I'd journal what I ate. And then I think it was 30 minutes. I was doing this program where it was 30 or 40 minutes after I ate. I would take my heart rate to see how my body was interacting with what I ate. And if my heart rate shot up, that means my, you know, my body's obviously 
having a reaction. If my heart rate stayed a little lower, that means it was accepted. Like my body accepted it easily. And it was funny because the foods that I ate the thought that I thought were the healthiest for me weren't. Like chicken. Yeah, that's right. Chicken is so bad for me. Me really? and chicken, we do not mesh. Me and red meat, though, on the other hand, I can eat like a five pound steak and not have any issues whatsoever. And so so talking about like this winter blues, I think our diet really changes. Like I've noticed I'm eating a lot more carbs. And of course, I'm not drinking enough water. And I feel like I'm just, my body's just asking for a lot of sugar. So I feel like that also contributes to the way. So we gain weight, which then it's going to make me feel bad about myself, which I haven't gained weight because I'm still working out. But still like, you know, I feel like I feel bloated. And then I feel like my mood becomes terrible because I'm bloated. And then I, so all of these things really impact. So if you're already like not following a good nutrition. Think back to our ancestors. Okay. Our foods in the summer were different than our foods in the winter. That's right. right? So if you were following what our ancestors ate in the winter, okay, would there be fucking strawberries and shit? No, strawberries there probably would be. Were there strawberries in the winter? No. Would there be certain fruits and vegetables that we have now a hundred years ago? No. Probably not. Definitely not. What would we be eating in the winter? We would probably be eating dried fish, more bread. carb, yeah. bread, carb heavy stuff. That's right. That's why you probably crave it more in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So these things do add up. Yeah. And then when you're eating non-seasonal food, there's like a whole diet dedicated to it too, like seasonal eating shit and whatever. Yeah. I don't believe in any of that crap. I truly believe my body will tell me yeah. what I'm craving. I didn't have a potato for, I don't know, like three weeks. All of a sudden, in the last three days, I've been craving potato every night, a baked potato. That's my body saying, like, I need starch or potassium is another one. Well, my body's saying I need Kit Kat every day, for God's sake. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's for you to figure God out. Dang, can, that, can it tell me it needs Snickers, for example? Maybe you need chocolate, like cacao. Or maybe I need maybe, some, yeah. But maybe you need cacao in its rawest form, like coca. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with dark chocolate. Dark chocolate actually, uh, I think it was if you eat dark chocolate, you have or you're less likely to be depressed. Oh no, it's there's it's, something it's there's something a, with uh, it's an endorphin. For, yeah, there's something uh, for there's happy hormones. Yeah, 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 there's endorphins in chocolate. No, we tell people to drink. Uh, to I eat, eat dark uh, chocolate. I eat ninety percent dark chocolate, and I freaking love that shit. No, no, I and we do actually. I mean, I tell dark chocolate and I eat it, but I think it's just the idea of and like you said, I think that. I feel like in the winter, we're not paying as much attention because we're cold. Our body's cold. It just needs to stay warm. So we're not really paying much attention to our nutrition. We're not paying attention to what we're putting in our... Definitely, I know I'm not paying attention to what I'm putting in my in my mouth. Think of the winter, right? You have Christmas, okay? You have New Year's, and then you have probably Valentine's Day. And what else? Then you got Easter that rolls up in March. Is Easter in March? Easter is in uh, April now. April, okay. First Sunday. But all right, what do you do in Christmas? Yeah, eat, eat sweet. Eat sweet. Oh, eat no, no, you got Thanksgiving first. Don't forget yeah. about Thanksgiving. And so you have Thanksgiving. Stiff, yep. yeah. Then you could tack on some weight there. And then you had Christmas. All right, tack on a little bit more there. And then you had New Year's, tack on some more there. Yeah. And then you had your New Year's resolution, which was probably like, all right, I'm going to go sign up for a gym, do some dieting. So you drop a couple of pounds. Then you have Valentine's Day, right? So you tack on a little bit more there. 
Winter is a time for hibernation. So if you start gaining a little bit of weight, how are you going to feel? When your pants are a little too tight on you, you're going to be upset, right? Yeah, of course. So this could definitely lead to it too. I mean, of course. And I, like I said, I think that's it's, you have to look at the whole thing. So you can't just like look at like it's winter, I'm not getting enough sun. Let me just get enough sun. You also have to look into what you're putting into your body because what you're putting into your body is also processed. And some of it doesn't get processed and it gives you inflammation, gives you retaining water. Yeah, there's a lot. Your body starts to, like you said, there are, you know, bacteria in your gut, all of these things we have to understand. And that is all going to affect our mood. It's going to affect our response to, to, to everyday uh, stressors. And it really does affect your, the, the formation of tra- neurotransmitters, uh, dopamine, for example, serotonin, these things blocks the brain from making more of this stuff. So the idea is, is that we have to, and that's why I think sometimes you really need to know, like, you know, it's nice to know and it's nice to keep track of like, you know, this week, why was I in good mood yesterday or today? Today I've been in good mood. And then like two days later, you'd feel like, why am I upset over something that doesn't even make sense? Maybe it's because of some thing that I'm going through or stress or I've heard something or I remember something. There's a mil- million Definitely. different things. But it, uh, it could things. also have something to do with, for example, maybe the supplements I'm taking is not the right stuff for me. That's Maybe the, I'm taking too much of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. There are people that I know that, and you can take too much of vitamin D. You could take too much of a lot of things and it doesn't You know, have I started taking vitamin D because I just know me. Starting January, I mean, in, in December, I feel it, but January for sure, where I always feel tired and lethargic. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that always from now until March or April, and then I'm fine. And then I go back again next January. So this happened to me every year. And then I go to my doctor and he's like, he only sees me in January, February, March. <laughs> it's because I get these shots. But the thing is the same thing. I'll get enough sleep, but I'm still exhausted. And I'll, I'll feel like, you know, and it could be because of the winter blues. So I started taking more vitamin D. And, but it's important that we know what kind of deficiencies do we have and how we can supplement it, make it more balanced. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we are our own best detectives. Yeah. And if you feel something's off with your body, look at your sleep, look at everything. And sleep, people minimize the importance. That's the, that's the most important thing though, uh, is before you supplement, because supplementing is one piece of the puzzle. Of course. Do all the other shit right. If you do all the other shit right, then start looking at your supplements. You can't go from... Like, oh my God, you cannot believe how many people do not understand the importance of sleep. Like, why would you sleep at three or four in the morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just... And then then even if you're waking up at 11 or 12, you've just interrupted your natural biological clock. That's an episode you should listen to your next drive. Kathy Cook, she came back on the show. She was on with Meg, and that was an episode all about sleep. She's she's asleep and electromagnetic frequency expert. Oh, see, that's... That was a good episode. That's and an I think more people one. need to understand their sleep oh, 100%, cycle. 100%. 100%. And also they need to understand, like, why is your sleep, is your sleep interrupted? Like, we we usually ask that question, like, yeah. how many times do you wake up? And, you know, and there are people like, you know, I had somebody saying the other day, I wake up at two and then I can't go to sleep until four. How, what do you think that's going to do to her eating during the day? 
She's oh, overweight. you're gonna have insulin spikes. You're gonna of be like you're, you're gonna you're gonna be hungry all day. It's and proven. She's already like feeling blah. She feels like you know she's depressed. Doesn't want to deal with anyone and has isolated herself pretty much with it from everyone else. So, don't you think that is a part of why? She is the way she is, for example. Yeah, definitely has a role to play. And I, I mean, and I think more people need to understand. And if they can't sleep, like I love the way people like can't sleep instead of really figuring out why you can't sleep. Maybe you're, sometimes we, uh, we have stressors, but we're not feeling it. Some body really retains stress more, but then what do they do? They stop taking medication, for example, for sleep. Instead of really trying to explore why am I not sleeping and what should I do to sleep and am I being able to sleep and go into the, the rapid eye movement stage so I can dream. Am I not dreaming? REM, yeah. yeah. And how long are you staying in REM? That was another thing I yeah. used to do is monitor my sleep. And I've used different devices. Again, the best device that I probably used was a chest strap <laughs> to monitor my, my sleep. I did a lot of crazy things to find out how my body was. Once I learned all this shit, now I know. Like now I can tell when my body's off with something. And with sleep, I'd noticed that my REM was like an hour when it should be around three, maybe four hours. Because the, the more REM you have, the more deep sleep you have, the more recovered you are. But for the exercise freaks out there, too much exercise can be too bad, can be bad and disrupt your sleep. And doing exercise late at night can also disrupt your sleep rhythm. So the best times to exercise are actually around Either first thing in the morning when your body's pretty much at its best, like, and we're talking 4 or 5 a.m., or 12 p.m. is usually a good time, or 4 p.m. After you, going after 4 p.m., that's when you're, you start to disrupt your body's natural rhythm because then your dinner gets late. And then you're telling your body to wake up. You know, you're saying, wake up, exercise, do this, stay awake for the day. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, in all honesty, every single person is different. You're the best detective of yourself. So figure it out to put the little pieces to the puzzle. Start with the simple things before you go to the bigger things like supplementing and chest straps and monitoring all your glucose and all that crazy shit, because that stuff, the small stuff will make a difference later on. I think that makes sense. Being able to to teach people how to listen to their body and you know, you, you go on this YouTube or you, when you just research like psychology topic or, or like everyone has a, you know, simple way of how to deal with your conflict, simple way of how to right. have nutrition. And I feel like one, so there's a lot of people out there telling you a lot of things, Yeah. but I feel like people really lack the fundamental, which is you only going to know your body more than anyone else. Oh, yeah. And you know, I mean, like I know. January, I need a vitamin D. I'm a vitamin D deficient. Or I feel like I need something. Well, if look, if that's when you feel you need it, that's when you need it. And that's the thing. You know, like there, I mean, it doesn't I don't even remember it. Yeah. Because you're supposed to take it for three months. It's a shot. Then you wait two months. Oh, you get the shot. I get I don't, the shot. I don't get the shot. I just take like I'll take I'll take the vitamin D pills. And then like no, because I said, they're sick. Aren't they like a lot of the pills? And you can only no, do it once, just, no. a, once a week. No, I, I take... I, Isn't no. it once a week? Is that the one depends you're taking? On, it depends on the dosage. And the dosage from the United States government that they said everyone should be taking, I don't know, 4,000 IUs or something crazy huh? was bullshit anyways. It's actually a lot more than what people are taking. 
I don't know. I just there was a study that I feel came like out. I don't but want I'm a pill. I'm not a doctor, and I'm not giving out any medical advice. I mean, for me, I just take the pill. I don't want the shot. But then you take it once every month, and then you take two to three months break, and then you come back. But then that break, I never go back. Yeah. So that tells you that you know your body's my like, body yeah, doesn't you don't need, need it. it. You don't but need January it. always comes into my mind. I make a real effort to stop at my doctor's, and I think yes, there are a lot of self help and how you could do this and could do that. Even like when I was telling you, I was reading about biohacking. I, even, you know, the person like took this journey for 90 days and he was trying to explore. He's been depressed for so long. He got tired of going to all these therapists saying, you know, get with the program, motivate yourself, stop procrastinating, yeah. you know, like all the therapists yeah. that do. And he just realized that that was not working out. So he went on a journey and figured out things on his own. Well, that's the thing though. And see, that's what it is. But exactly. that, that's it. You figure it out on your own. Yeah. Like, all right. So how do I feel when I eat sugar? How do I feel after I eat, you know, like something that's really carb heavy? Your body's going to let you know. For instance, for me, if I go, if I go low carb for most of the week and I'm doing something on the weekend, like I have a big workout. I eat Lebanese food and I have the best workout of my life because I go heavy on carbs the night before. That's just me. That's my body. I've learned it. And it's taken me 36 years to figure this shit out, you know, and for people that think they can figure it out and, you know, three hours after watching Jenny Craig or some shit on YouTube, that shit ain't happening. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's because we got all these people the that hard work quick, in. They want a quick fix. Yeah, but you got to put the hard work in. All of these people that have done this have put the work in. You can't get it overnight or think, oh, I'm going to go buy a chest strap and monitor my HRV and that's going to tell me I mean, me this how guy like feel. did 90, I think, I mean, I haven't finished the book, but he did 90 day journey where he interviewed people and interviewed psychologists, trying to come up with this functional kind of stuff and what to do to hack and how do you understand your body, but made a lot. Of, I mean, after being depressed for so long, realized that I'm so sick of this feeling and let me just do something about it. And then it's like, so I feel like a lot of times people that do find resolution or solution or understanding, they do put an effort into Oh, 100%, it. yeah. How many times I've told the client, but you got to do it. I can't go with you to do it, you know? I'm not the one to do it. But I also feel like it's some sort of like self-sabotaging, right? The people that really try to help themselves, they don't sabotage. They really put effort. They go do some changes. They're very motivated. And there are other people like really deep down, they don't think they're going to make it anyway. So they That's sabotage, true, yeah. yeah. That's true. And I mean, that they're dealing with a whole other issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's yeah. a whole other can of worms, you know? They're, but I would like my voice to go to the people that instead of going A, B, C, D, they go A to F and then F to L and L to Z. It doesn't work that way. You know, you start out one, two, three, and you go the, you go the simple route, you know, like... It's just some things are so simple, but it takes dedication, sacrifice, and discipline, which I think most human beings fundamentally lack discipline. I think, yeah. I think most human beings lack discipline. That's the hardest thing to train is discipline. Yeah. And self-discipline. And I think it's that. something, I mean, I don't think it's not genetic. It's like you really got to learn it. And again, it's like if we had parents that like push you to do this or we've seen our parents be be self-disciplined or, or multitask or worked very hard. You know, sometimes people ask me, well, you don't even see your kids that much. And I understand that, but I also feel like, you know, I, I feel like this serves them as an example. Like there's nobody lazy in my house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, tr they want to be, 
But when they see you that motivated and you've got a lot of commitments and you're doing certain things, yes, on one part is that you're missing some things, but on the other hand, you're serving as a role model oh, to 100%. be able to to see that, you know, you know, my mom has three jobs or my mom does these different things or you need know, to see how sometimes like they, the kids talk about it, like they're impressed because when they see someone else's mom stay at home, they're, they kind of like find it weird Yeah, no, because they're yeah. like, you know, moms are supposed to be very active or moms do these things. And I feel like it, we role model it and we, we show them that we don't stay lazy and we work. And, and if you want something and work hard for it and, you know. Put some effort into it. Yeah. I mean, I told you about my five-year-old. Yeah. He was like, daddy, I didn't come in first place. And it's like, all right, well, dude, like, how did you know that as a five-year-old? How could you comprehend that? I didn't come in first place. It's not a good thing because he's seen his mother win. You know, he's seen how hard I work. You know, I mean, DJ was watching a baseball game a few weeks ago and I'm so glad this happened. Like it was the perfect moment for me. He's sitting in the stands watching me play. I hit a home run. Uh, and he was like, nice. he was like, daddy, that's awesome. You hit a home run. I'm like, yeah, buddy. I was like, you know, I was, I was on top of it. Uh, and he was just like, he was there for that moment of success. Uh, so he's seeing so these moments make he, it. Yeah. Effect. He's seeing success through life. He's seeing he, simple thing. Daddy, why are they drinking Pepsi? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, some yeah. people drink soda. We don't drink soda in our house. Yeah. Why daddy? Well, because it has a lot of sugar. It's going to give you a tummy ache. And it's really bad for your teeth. He understands it. And yep. he'll never go near a Pepsi. Like yeah. he really, he doesn't want to go near. Now, Juice, on the other hand, he's like, he's all over that shit. Yeah. Juice and Gatorade. Like he, he's all over that. But I mean, again, he's mimicking what he sees from me. Yeah, and of my course. Wife, you know? And, and then I think that's important, actually, you know. And he's, you know, he's learning how, you know, he's learning his own body too, which is amazing. And, you know, so even like when we're talking about mental illnesses or even depression or sad, it's like, yes, some of it is biologically driven. So it's not like you can do anything about that and your kid's going to have to see it. But what's not biologically driven is the way you deal with it. So I could teach my kids that there are some biologically driven disorders, for example, or behaviors, but that I'm also in control of it by trying to gear it towards certain things. Like if I know I have sad, I'll buy this light. You know, I try to talk to a psychotherapist. I keep a journal. I tell myself it's okay. This is only temporary. It's going to be March and then I'll be out of it. Try to get some projects done when I'm inside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, 100%. trying to do as much as I can under the circumstances. I think that's very, very important. No, that's true. And I, I just want to reiterate this one more time. We are the best detectives of ourselves yes, and true. we are the best at solving our puzzles and start with the small things. Start with your sleep, start with your food, start with your movement, start with the controllable things before you go to supplements, crazy things and the wacky gadgets. I've been there. I've done it. And, you know, like I could write a book about it because I spent so long doing that shit. And only to learn one thing that my body tells me everything that I need to know. Mm -hmm. So That's true. And that's the thing. It's a task. It's a skill to really listen to your body. So some people haven't done that never. So yep. now they have to really learn how to listen to their body. It's discipline. You got to listen to Mr. Miyagi Mehdi. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Uh, on that note. So I, know. Uh -huh. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yes, I hope. I think... Uh, one of the best thing is to really learn how to listen to your body. Yeah. Don't like be that. sad. Do something about it. Don't be sad. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.